This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. everyone let's ask our volunteers what made it what helped you heart what helped you recognize your adults my mom has short nails (laughs) thanks so much everyone for all your help That was hard with no tricks at all. But imagine how hard it would be if someone were pretending to be the person you were trying to find. That's what happened to Isaac. He asked his eldest son, Esau, to go hunting and cook his favorite meal before his blessing. While Esau was away, their mother, Rebekah, helped Jacob dress in Esau's clothing. She cooked the meal Isaac had asked for and put ram's hair on Jacob's arms and neck. Jacob came to his father, but Isaac did not realize it was him. He tasted the food Esau would have prepared, smelled Esau's clothes, and felt what he thought was the hair on Esau's hands and neck. So he blessed Jacob, thinking it was Esau. It wasn't until Esau came later that he realized what had happened. You can read it in Genesis 27, verse 30 to 36. Now it came about as as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had hardly gone out of the presence from his father, that his brother Esau came in from his hunting. Then he also made a delicious meal and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. Esau's father, Isaac, asked, who are you? And Esau said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently and said, who then was he who hunted game and brought it to me so that I ate from it all so that I ate from all of it before you came and blessed him. Both Isaac and Esau wept bitterly, for they knew that Jacob had lied to them. He stole what wasn't his. What a terrible day that must have been for the entire family. Jacob had to face the consequences of his actions. He had broken his father's heart and betrayed his brother. His mother had to send him away. She told Jacob, Stay with your uncle for a while to give your brother time to cool his anger. Sadly, Jacob never saw his mother again. They died before he could return. Jacob left his family broken and brokenhearted. But Jacob's story doesn't end in this sad place. God was about to do a mighty work in Jacob's life. He was about to reveal to Jacob how he would continue to remain faithful to all of his promises.
God's dream promise. In order to get safely to his uncle Laban's home, Jacob had to travel almost 500 miles through dangerous lands that had wild animals, robbers, and rough terrain. He left so quickly that he, he, that he didn't even have a pillow to lay down his head. The Bible tells us that when he was finally able to rest, he was so tired he used a stone as a pillow. How does your pillow feel? Not like a normal pillow. <laughs> a stone pillow is definitely not comfortable, but it was all Jacob had at the time. That night, God gave Jacob a special dream of a ladder. This ladder was so tall that it went from earth all the way to heaven. On that ladder, there were angels coming up and going down. God spoke to Jacob in that dream. Let's look at what God said in Genesis 28, verse 13 and 15. The Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your grandfather, and I am the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are now sleeping. I am with you, and I will protect you everywhere you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Jacob knew when he woke that God had been with him. This is what Jacob said. The Lord is here. He is in this place, and I didn't even know it. Jacob wanted to remember the promise from his dream, so he took the stone he had used as a pillow, stood it up on its end like a pillar, and poured olive oil on the top as an offering. Given all the events that had passed, Jacob likely had a lot of thinking to do on this journey. Jacob must have been feeling very anxious about his situation, but God stepped in to reassure Jacob that he was still with him. First, he reminded Jacob that he was the same God his father Isaac and grandfather Abraham had worshipped. Then he gave Jacob the same covenant promise he had given to his father and grandfather. You and your family will be my people, and I will be your God. I will bless you and be with you. God was revealing to Jacob something that happens all the time. Despite anything we might do, God will always be at work, making a way for us to stay connected with him. Although Jacob didn't deserve it, God sent him a special message of encouragement directly from him. This reassurance is good news to us who may find ourselves making mistakes or going through times that are scary. God has promised to be faithful to those who follow him. He reaches out to us, he forgives us, provides for us, and sustains us. Happy Sabbath, the story continues. Laban's labor. 
Jacob went to live with his uncle Laban for 20 long years. He agreed to work for him as a shepherd, but Laban kept changing the rules. First, he agreed to allow Jacob to marry his youngest daughter, Rachel, if he worked for seven years. When those seven years passed, Laban tricked Jacob, telling him that his eldest daughter, Leah, had to be married first. Then he asked Jacob to work another seven years to marry Rachel again. Jacob's family continued to grow. Before long, he had 13 children. Jacob had been planning to move away, but Laban saw that God was blessing Jacob's work. He didn't want Jacob to leave. So he changed the rules a third time. The story is found in Genesis 30, starting at verse 27. Let's read some of it together. If you can't find it, it should be on the screen. <laughs> Jacob asked that he allowed to keep certain sheep from Laban's herd as payment. Laban agreed. Laban said, if you find the sheep that is speckled, you may keep that sheep as payment. Laban agreed. Laban said, if you find a sheep that is speckled, you may keep that, and that will be your wages. Laban noticed that Jacob was getting far too many speckled sheep. So he changed his mind again. This time, he told Jacob, you can only get striped sheep. You can only keep any of the striped sheep, and that will be your wages instead. Again, Laban noticed Jacob was getting far too many striped sheep. So he changed his mind again. This time, Jacob, you can only keep the black sheep. That will be your wages instead. Again, Jacob was getting too many black sheep. So he changed his mind again. It's just so hard for Jacob to collect his sheep in peace when the rules keep changing. Laban changed the rules of his wages, not once, not twice, not three times, but 10 times. Imagine how hard it must have been for Jacob to be deceived that many times after working with all your might. God noticed what was happening, so he gave Jacob another dream. He instructed Jacob to return to his homeland, then reminded Jacob of the promise that he had given him at Bethel. I will be with you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. Jacob was worried Laban would not allow him to leave, so he secretly ran away with his family. Laban caught up with him seven days later. Although he was very angry with Jacob, God warned Laban not to harm him in any way or form. Laban and Jacob then built an altar together, and there they agreed to leave one another in peace. Their prayer is found in Genesis 31, verse 49. If you, can if you can't find any of your Bibles, it should be on the screen. May the Lord keep watch between you and me while we are absent one from another. There, they built an altar and burnt a sacrifice on it. Maybe there's something that you would like to share that has been difficult for you to go through. Maybe someone has hurt your feelings or something has happened that has been unfair. 
Maybe you're facing a big change like Jacob was. Let us pray together. God, we pray that you would be with us in our times of trouble. We pray that you would guide and protect us, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. After making this promise together, the two families had a meal, and Laban kissed his family goodbye, and giving them his blessing, God and giving them his blessing, both Laban and Jacob recognized God at work. For years, people called that place Mizpah, which means the place of blessings. What could have been a very dangerous situation? God changed to be a moment of peace for you. Wrestling with God. The next part of Jacob's story includes the greatest wrestling match of all time. But before I tell you about that wrestling match, let's have one of our own. Each of you choose a partner. When I say go, lock fingers and try a thumb wrestle. I'll give you 35 seconds. One, two, three, four, I declare thumb one. Five, six, seven, eight, this will be it. able to pin your partner's thumb? Were any of you wrestling with somebody who is much bigger or smaller? What would it be like if you would rest like that all night long? Jake's wrestling match was very different from yours because he was wrestling with God himself. It happened when Jacob was on the move again. He was now on his way home from Mizpah at Uncle Laban's house. He had acquired great wealth, but was still afraid to face his past. Remember, he had lied to his brother and father, stealing his brother's blessing from him? When he last saw his brother es Esau, his brother had been so angry, so angry, Esau wanted to kill him. Jacob had a plan. While traveling, he sent scouts to see if his brother was near. They returned and told him that Jacob was going, that Esau was going to meet him with 400 men. Jacob wanted to soften Esau's anger, so he sent a large gift of riches, camels, sheep, cows, and donkeys, to soften his anger. And then he divided his family into two groups. He thought that if one was captured, the other could escape. Jacob stayed behind as night fell. He, while he was alone, someone appeared and rested with Jacob until morning. He even touched Jacob's hip socket and made it fall out of joint. Still, Jacob wrestled on. The man said, let me go. Jacob, who probably knew by now who he was wrestling with, replied, not until you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? The man replied, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. In the morning, Jacob limped across the river, then moved to the front of the family and possessions. He was a changed man. Jacob met Esau first before everyone else. Esau ran to Jacob, and they both wept, kissed, and hugged. Jacob and his family were restored. He was finally home. For the rest of his life, Jacob walked with that same limp, and he carried the name Israel with him as a forever promise that he had wrestled with God, lived, and received his blessing. Thank you.
Christ of the Covenant. After wrestling with God, Jacob was reminded of God's covenant promise. His family would be God's people and he would be their God. He would always be with them. This promise went from generation to generation. First it was with Abraham, then with Isaac, then with Jacob and all of Jacob's children, grandchildren, and great-great-grandchildren. If you follow the full story of Jacob's family in the Bible, you'll find out that an entire nation came from him. They were named the nation of Israel, the same name that God gave to Jacob. But why is that important? Because we have inherited the same promise that Jacob and his family was given. God can be our God and we can be his people. He will be with us and he will bless us if we follow him. Do you remember the story of the ladder in Jacob's dream? That ladder was meant to show us how God would make a way for Jacob to be with him. What is it that connects us to God now? Maybe it's an airplane that could fly us around. How far do you think an airplane could go? Do you think it could take us to be with God? No, I don't think so. Maybe we need something even more powerful. How about a rocket? How far do you think a rock, how far do you think we could go? Do you think we could reach God with one? No, I don't think a rocket would be strong enough either. I think we need something even more powerful than a ladder, more powerful than a plane, more powerful than a rocket. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And those who come to God must go through him. Jesus died on a wooden cross shaped like this. Long ago, the cross was a form of punishment for the worst of criminals. But Jesus wasn't a criminal. He chose to come live on earth to show us the truth. While he was here, he never once sinned. Sin is what causes us to be separated from God. It is all that is evil in the world and wrong in the world. The Bible tells us in Romans 6, verse 23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. When Jesus was on the cross, he took all the world's sin on himself so that we no longer have to be separated from God. He took the penalty of death for us. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1 verse 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous so that he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we believe and accept that he died for our sins, we may always ask for forgiveness. God will be faithful taking away those sins. Jacob was not a perfect man. We saw that God's faithfulness was with him and that he changed because of God's love. He lied and stole from his family, but God forgave him. He ran away all alone, but God was with him. He was cheated by his uncle, but God provided for him. He wrestled with his past, but God gave him a new name. Through it all, God's promise never faded.
I'll be with you wherever you go. I will be your God. You will be my people if you follow me. That is the same promise of the cross. We are not perfect, but God is. We may sin, but God, is, but God forgives us. There may be times where we are all alone, but God will be with us. We may go through times where we are cheated by others, but God, may have, but God will provide for us. We may have made mistakes in our past, but God gives us new life. God and Jesus are the way, the truth and the life. The same God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of Jacob's children, fam Jacob's family. It is, is the same way, is the same, and all of Jacob's family is the same God we worship today. Friends and family, stand if you choose to say yes to Jesus. Will you be forever changed by God's faithfulness? Will you be given new life today and every day? Would you be willing to share his love? This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.